Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson. On our program, we explore the flip side of every story. And when you open yourself up to both sides, you'll realize that there are life lessons, powerful tools, and so much more. Now, here is Dr. Veerdra Jackson. Hello and welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. I am Dr. Veerdra Jackson, the CEO and creative behind Living Strong Consulting. And we are going to launch our theme for June, which is Harmony Over Hustle. And in order to do that, we are kicking this conversation off with an amazing guest who absolutely understands the power of tapping into your gift to be able to launch and accelerate your purpose. And it is all in the ability for you to actually be. And so, and not just be, but be more. Let me tell you a little bit about our guest for this episode. Janine Barlow is the chief executive officer and co-founder of Barlow Enterprises and Be More Excellent University. She is an international speaker, consultant, trainer, and author of Don't Be Scared, Be Speak, How to Prepare, Present, and Inspire Your Audience to Take Action. Barlow Enterprises is a consulting and motivational speaking company that provides the business and education sectors, students, families, and individuals with the processes they need in order to work, love, live, be more excellent. Barlow Enterprises is most well known for its Be More Excellent University, as well as its Destiny Statement Institutes. The institutes train and commission Be Life scholars and executive coaching partners annually. They have also helped scores of professionals to author their books or curriculum and through its custom cash generating program, helping clients create products that are sellable, marketable. The Destiny Statement Institute produces an elite intergenerational network of individuals who know their mission in life and who are committed to serving through those missions as global agents of social change. And you know, if you've been following how Living Strong operates, it is all about how do we add value to the social construct of our communities as well as our globe. And Janine presents to leaders in diversity and inclusion, team building, strategic planning, discovering purpose and vision. And she also reaches parents as well as faith-based communities, not only around talking about how to be more, but something that we're going to unpack in our conversation during this episode and how do you overcome fear and what's holding you hostage. Janine is skilled at searching out the audience's needs and providing them with information, 
inspiration and interaction in order to be more. But it's not just for adults. She also supports through virtual seminars, 8th through 12th graders with a process that allows them to produce authentic work, such as a 90-day plan, professional letters, financial exhibition slide decks, fundraising, public speaking, and establishing personal 529 college savings plans. And when we understand how we can better support our young people, this is the time. The work that they do strengthens executive functioning skills for young people, and it immediately gives them the clarity and the confidence they need to get much more organized and become self-advocates for who they are in order to be empowered through their success in school as well as in life. And so I know I've shared a lot, but I want you to understand the multifaceted approach and conversation we're getting ready to embark upon as we talk about how do we connect with not the hustle and not even balance, but actually pursue harmony. In her work as a leader in both the worlds of education and business, Janine has proven her ability to bring diverse teams of people together in ways that surpass their differences and pool their resources to fulfill their mission. I want you to welcome to the flip side of adversity. We welcome Janine Barlow to the conversation. Welcome, Janine. Dr. Jackson, thank you so much. <laughs> I'm tired after listening to all of the things that I've done. My goodness. I am actually kidding. I'm, I'm totally invigorated by hearing it and inspired myself to continue on keep my hand to the plow, as we say in the church. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you very much for the invitation. Uh, it's always a privilege uh, to have the opportunity to, to speak to people, to speak life to people. And you give that opportunity to hundreds and allow thousands and thousands to hear a word of positivity through your work. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And to my good friend, Esther Moore, who is the reason why you and I even got to meet. If you're listening, Esther, I say thank you. She is my good friend and sister. Yes, and you know she is. She has already sent us comments of hello and hearts and well wishes. So thank you, Esther, for the connection. And, you know, I don't usually read or share that much of someone's bio, but I really wanted our listeners to understand the breadth that we could begin to unpack in such a short hour, but I want them to be able to recognize not only what we'll, we will be able to talk about in this hour, but what they could expect as they venture into connecting with Barlow Enterprises and the many ways that you support um, clients and students and communities globally. But let's jump into this conversation. So as I shared, 
this month we are really focusing on harmony over hustle. Mm-hmm. And as a fellow consultant and coach, I know that <laughs> one of the main things that gets people to begin to hustle instead of walking in their gifting is that word fear. <laughs> and so why do you think so many people are afraid to take action that's necessary in order to manifest their dreams, especially at a time like this? Mm. Yes, thank you for that, Dr. Jackson. Such an important question. Uh, people are afraid for a couple of reasons. I think the first is that we live in a culture that makes people feel ashamed of failure. Mm, So true. true. I think the second one is something I've had a personal experience with working with my 14-year-old son, Nathaniel, with this very week, is that in addition to being afraid to fail, sometimes we're afraid to ask for help. And these two things colliding create a disaster. <laughs> they they paralyze us so that we really can't move forward. How are you to move forward if you're afraid to fail, which is inevitable and is actually something that we should look to do more often if we're doing anything big? And then how can we live a life of our dreams if we don't ask for help. It's a, such a false notion that you should just know what to do or that you're less of a business person, a mother, a wife, um, an entrepreneur, a philanthropist, a, a musician, whatever. If you do it on your own, nothing that has happened worth happening has been done by any one person on their own. And if they have made you think so, they probably just lack humility and are not telling the truth. So we, <laughs> we, have, to, we have to ask for help and we have to learn how to embrace, learn from, and bounce back quickly uh, from failure. Wow. As I listen to how you literally... Um, aligned. And I think something that will calm people down from hustling is um, try and get rid of trying to be perfect. Right. Mm. So when we, (laughs) when we recognize in order to, to actually be change agents, which you in um, the concept of being more, the goal is to be a change agent. So we need to make mistakes in order to learn and it's never going to be perfect. And I'm curious, your groundbreaking book, Don't Be Scared, Live on Purpose, as well as Don't Be Scared, Be Speak, why do you feel that both of those titles as well as the content, why are they essential reads for those who need to get over perfection mm-hmm. and, and that element of fear? Yes. So perfection is a total myth. Um, You know, one of the hats I've worn is that of a sociologist. I taught sociology and business uh, at a a local university for many years. And again, we are we are socialized right to to not fail. We're socialized to not fail. 
we're so and and the flip side, if you will, uh-huh. of that of that not failing and not asking for help and being afraid is that you you will make mistakes. Um, you you will make more mistakes when you don't ask for help. And 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 the flip side of that is that there's this myth of perfection, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Because if the myth didn't exist, then we would be less afraid. We would ask for help more frequently because we wouldn't have this unrealistic standard of what it means to be successful in our minds. And so I think that's how those two are married. And I think that when we cast off this idea that anything is ever perfect, that we are more free, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and when you're free, you can do so much more. Uh, you can be so much more. And uh, I think that's what we, we're working to create in people. One of the things that I've told my children since they could hear me uh, and then made them repeat as soon as they could speak is that God never gave you a spirit of fear, mm-hmm. but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And that's what we're reaching for. Oh, that is such a breath of air. I think it immediately makes me think about the the old statement or the quote where it says, if you could would, were not worrying about failing, what would you do? Yes. And when you said the word myth, I think it, when we think about how our perception about a myth will have us begin to either shrink back or strive for something that isn't even real. So we create this hustle mindset running after something that just as you just said, it's a myth in the first place. So we end up getting exhausted and never actually get there. I'm curious if, if we dug a little bit more into your book, what would you say is a pivotal chapter that really would help a reader understand and get to a better place of harmony? Oh, yes. Uh, I think that one of the pivotal chapters, well, it's not one chapter, but there there are several in which we break down the five major questions. Um, But before you get to that, we talk about the four pillars of purpose. And it's it's founded in the proverb that says, uh, purpose in the heart of a man, it's like deep water. But a man or woman of understanding will draw it out. And so those four pillars are to check your heart, to dive deep, to seek people of understanding and commit to becoming a person of understanding. And then the, the fourth pillar is flow. And that is based largely around the idea of the, in the many years of research done by a Hungarian psychologist, which I know you know, uh, Dr. Csikszentmihalyi. And he talks about this, this idea, this concept of getting into flow. You know, we see it with artists and we see it with athletes. When you get into a space where you just feel like you can't miss, you can't fail, you know, when you're making those three pointers back to back to back and you can get into that kind of flow in your work too. And so even before we start to talk about the, the questions of life, um, you know, what would I do if I couldn't fail? What do I love? 
you know, if I knew that I would win every time, what would I do for free? Before we even get to that, I think is important to know those four pillars and begin to live them out. Mm, powerful. So your heart, go deep, recognize who, who are you with? I heard kind of community and then tapping into your flow. Yes. Oh, I can't wait for us to come back to those four pillars as we get ready to take a break. Um, but we will start right back there at those four pillars. So if you miss them, I'm going to have Janine repeat them as soon as we come back from this break. And if you haven't had an opportunity to check out livingstrongllc.com, I encourage you to check out our website, look at our resources, as well as our upcoming events that will support those who desire to live from a place of abundance and recognize that what you have been through does not define where you are able to go from here. So during this break, we encourage you to check out our website and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. On Living Strong, the flip side of adversity, Dr. Veerdra Jackson presents stories and powerful guest experts from business, health, relationships, and faith. Every story has its flip side, and we are here to delve into the story and challenge you to view what has kept you in a singular mindset and turn it into the flip side. When you can effectively do that, you'll experience necessary growth. Tune in live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The White House Doctor Makes House Calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veerdra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Welcome back to this conversation. And we just began the journey in understanding and unpacking the four pillars that Barlow Enterprises uses um, to help clients, leaders, um, faith-based community, better tap into purpose. And I'd love for you to dive a little bit deeper, Janine, into why are those pillars so essential 
in tapping into and moving forward in someone's success plan? Yes. So when you when you focus on the pillars, uh, you get to something that is vital to living a life of passion and purpose. And that thing is called clarity. So clarity is power. The more clear you become, the more powerful you become. It's inevitable. Every level of clarity you reach, you become more powerful. And so the pillars, tapping into your purpose through checking your heart, pillar number one, through diving deep, pillar number two. And that deep dive, if I just pause there for a second, is is essential, right? So scientists and engineers, if we go from from that perspective, talk about this concept called DOW. DOW stands for deep ocean water. And what they've learned through much research is that the farther from the shallow places of the ocean they go into the depth of the ocean, the properties of the water change. And so when you live on the shallow places of life, you know, sticking your toe in and pulling it out and and not, you know, you have that level. And then you have the people who really jump in and they swim out to like the edge where the ropes are, right? Those are the people are a little braver. And then you have the people who put on gear so they can go under and maybe snorkel. That's another level of depth. And then you have people who put on another level of gear where they're like down deep under the ocean. The the deeper you go, the more you tap in to your ability to serve yourself to your generation, to serve yourself to the world. And so diving deep is a must. And of course, as you do that, you gain more clarity and therefore more power. That third pillar of being in relationship, I heard you say community. That's something I hope that after this pandemic and in the midst of this pandemic, we've all come to value much more. I call it the true riches. Again, because we're not meant to do things alone. You know, to the word alone means all in one. We weren't meant to be all in one. We were meant to be in community. And then that fourth pillar of flow, like this is the fun of life, right? So when you live on purpose, you live with a different energy than people who are floundering. When you live on purpose, you're that girl or that guy who walks into the room and people are like, who's that? I need to know them. I want to sit with them. I want to talk to them. I want their phone number, you know? And so when you live in flow, you can do all the stuff we read on your resume and all the stuff we read on mine and not really be tired because you're energized by the mission. You're energized by the call. Ah, oh, there is so much in what you just said. If I didn't have to sit at this microphone, I would have started running around the room because there is so much there. The concept of the deep water and its parallel to accessing clarity, I think is so foundational when we talk about post-traumatic growth and post-traumatic wisdom, that there is an understanding that anything that we have tried 
to hide from ourselves or our body continues to hide our awareness or our knowing, it continues to be this stumbling block. And sometimes we don't even understand why we're self-sabotaging. Yes. We are stopping short. Why we, we won't even realize why, why don't I even desire to go further than the shore? But when we invest emotionally, mentally, and sometimes even financially into the deeper waters of really unpacking what, first of all, first we we would have had to look at our heart first, as you said, and then as we looked at our heart and we begin to dig into really understanding what are the inner workings of the things that I'm believing, going back to what you said earlier, the myth, the lies, the things that I've created a whole narrative around that have me writing a story that has no clarity. I know as a a consultant, I often will listen to clients as they share what they want and I'm listening for a lack of clarity. Mm. And and how the lack of clarity will have people feel like and though they will stop short of wanting to pursue because they can't see. They can't see. Have you found that as someone is able to gain more clarity and dig deeper, they're able to identify the right or healthier relationships? Is there a correlation between both of those? Absolutely, yes. I always, and so this relationship is not just with people, right? It's with yourself. It's with the stories that you've let, you know, attach themselves to you. You start to release that. And then you can release the people who are just not serving your future, who are not serving your now. You can begin to release sometimes not just the Sometimes it's not that you need to let a relationship go, although sometimes it is. Sometimes it's you need to reestablish your who-ness with those who will remain. And so you may need to reintroduce yourself to your husband or your children or your mother or whomever. And so there is a relationship there. Um, There's a relationship, too, to just uh, to your level of joy, right? Because joy equals strength. And sometimes we're lacking strength because there are too many things sucking the life out of us because we can't, as I like to tell my clients, you have to be able, when when we help them do this vision statement, which we help people do in the eight key areas of life, I see it over and over and over again. They're able to see more clearly. They're able to say yes to the right things and no to the, I'm quoting, I'm saying quote unquote wrong things, but I don't mean anything's necessarily right or wrong because I don't, that's not what I'm teaching. But what I'm teaching is that what is right or wrong for your said mission in life. And so something may present and be good, but is it what you're supposed to be doing to fulfill your said mission and purpose? And I, and I do this because I want people to be able to say yes and or no without apology. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Yeah. And so you may ask me to do something that I believe in and I want to support, but that will pull me into split focus or that is not what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And I need to be able to tell you no, unapologetically. I can say no with an explanation or not. I can say no, but such and such is more suited to help you or not. And you need to be able to live in that kind of freedom without feeling guilty for everything that you say uh, or don't say for that matter. I was waiting for that word guilt. Um, I think as you just talked about um, kind of that vision statement and I know as, as I have studied and followed your work in preparation for today, last month, our focus was on managing your mission or your message. And you have um, one of the services that your company provides is helping clients begin to write, communicate, publish their stories. And you have a philosophy and have actually spoken on this title that um, when you have a philosophy that in when you are living life on purpose, a destiny statement makes it easier. Can you tell me where that um, concept comes from and and how does that ring true in the service and the support you provide? Yes. And so I have to say that um, this is like my little commercial break within the the set, right? So not I everything I do is not everything, but most of the work I do around mission and purpose is with my beloved husband, Omar Barlow. He is my husband of 21 years and he is as I call him my prince. And yes, he's been elevated to king over the past 21 years, but I still like to call him my prince. And so we deeply believe in in this work because we've seen lives of children to our elders transform through the process of writing what we call a destiny statement. It starts with your mission, your personal mission, right? I taught business. Everyone asks for a, a business mission. What's your mission? What It's in your business plan. It's in the churches you attend. It's in the organizations you work for. And then when we say, well, who has a personal mission for their life? Crickets, People, right? Crickets. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. And I'm talking about everyone from the adorable little fourth grader who we helped write a mission statement for his life. And he ended up saying that I want to save people. Right. But that's not how he said it. Right. What he said was, I want to be a superhero. (laughs) And we said, why do you want to be a superhero? He said, because I want to save people. And I said, this is great. We can work with that. And then to the very, um, you know, well put together, financially established executives who just say, wow, I just never really thought about it. I never got to it. And so that is a key starting place. And I want, I think this quote says it so beautifully. George Bernard Shaw said, this is the true joy in life, that being used for a purpose, recognized by yourself as a mighty one, the being thoroughly worn out before you are thrown on the scrap heap, the being a force of nature, 
instead of a feverish, selfish little clod of ailments and grievances, complaining that the world will not devote itself to making you happy. Wow. Inside of this idea and in answer to your question is this concept of responsibility. Mm -hmm. You have a responsibility to respond to your abilities, to your giftings, to what brings you joy, to what makes you cry, to what you want to see made different in the world. And it starts with writing it down. My children get sick of hearing it. The people who work for me get sick of hearing it. I say, don't have a serious conversation with me if you don't have a pen in your hand. Because when you write it down, and even research um, really supports that everything becomes different. Writing the vision, making it plain so that he that reads it can run with it. The first reader is you. And then come the others and then comes the change. Wow. I am, I just completely am pulled into the concept of first uh, your mission statement and then understanding how that's tied to your destiny statement, where you are going and putting intentionality behind that. I, we are, I love how so much of our work parallels one another. I think that's why Esther connected us because she could just see how we literally are talking the same language. (laughs) We are talking the same language. As we get ready for another break, I would love for you to think about um, when we come back, why is this post-pandemic society, um, why in this period in time are books and services like those that you provide within your institutes and the services of the exec- execution revolution, yes. um, why are they so necessary for this season and time? Mm-hmm. Um, so when we come back, have your pen ready. Janine's already said, you're not even serious about the conversation if you have not come with pen and paper. And so she's going to unpack for us when we come back how the execution revolution is necessary for right now. Mm-hmm. So Janine, as we get ready for break, can you tell people your email as well as your website address so they can get connected with you? Absolutely. So you can find me at Janine Nicole Barlow, Winters Barlow on social media, Instagram and Facebook. And uh, you can email us at info at bemoreexcellent.com. Fantastic. So Get that pen. We'll give you a couple of moments to grab the pen and the paper, and we will be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. 
What if the most special part about you was not how you fit in, but how you stood out in a world that has never seen your kind of beauty? What if you could walk confidently in your God-given beauty, identity, and purpose? My name is Sandra Coates, and I am the founder and visionary of a movement called United and True. We want every woman to know that she is being transformed, she has been redeemed, and she is unique. I'm also an author of a newly released book called None Like Her. It is about awakening the beauty and the value that is within every woman. You see, it's time that we rise up through the confusion and the chaos and the comparison and the shame to know that there is nothing more we need to do to access the beauty that is within us. Please visit SandraCoats.com for more information. Ever wanted to know what makes you, you? Why you think and feel the way you do? And more important, what the motivation for your behavior is? And when you know this about yourself, what do you do with all of it anyhow? Learning about your Enneagram type helps answer these questions and so much more. Listen to The Traveling Enneagram with host Nikki Myers for answers to these questions. Thursdays at 12 p.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. On Living Strong, the flip side of adversity, Dr. Veerdra Jackson presents stories and powerful guest experts from business, health, relationships, and faith. Every story has its flip side, and we are here to delve into the story and challenge you to view what has kept you in a singular mindset and turn it into the flip side. When you can effectively do that, you'll experience necessary growth. Tune in live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veerdra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Welcome back to the conversation, and it has been rich, so we gave you enough time to grab pen and paper, because now Janine is going to walk us through, during this season and time, the experiences we've had, the losses we've had, Mm -hmm. the disappointments many of us have experienced, as well as some that we have become more awakened in this season and time, how it would the execution revolution, why is it necessary for those who are walking through and pursuing their purpose during this time? Yes. And so this time is unprecedented. I think that none of us would argue with that fact. Um, we read the articles all the time uh, in you know New York Times and um, all, all of the, the Harvard Review and all of these, all of these places, the news, all of the newspapers talking about the fact that this may be the first time 
in a long time where uh, putting my sociology hat on again, the proletariat has taken back their power, right? And so people, because of the, the, the mandatory uh, timeout that COVID gave us all, uh, began to really many people reflect. You know, there's, there's something about being so near to death and seeing people die around you or become really ill or becoming really ill yourself. And I had that experience as well, being, thank God, the survivor of a pancreatic tumor that could have taken my life. I lost my mom to pancreatic cancer and I lost my aunt to pancreatic cancer. And so those types of experiences, I think we almost had like an international experience like that, that made us just pause and say, wait, I don't have to work like this. I may need to work, but I don't have to work like this. Or I want to work like this. Or Mm -hmm. I had some extra money, a lot of people were saying. And I figured out that if I put a couple gigs together, that I could survive on that while I work on my passion. And so that's why this is an unprecedented time. People had uh, the time to reflect, In many cases, they had money that they had never had before that they were able to save and put to use for their passion, for their purpose. And the execution revolution, inspired by my father who who passed on, Thomas Arthur Winters, he used to always tell us when we were growing up, don't be bout to. Y'all always bout to, he would say. You're about to do this and about to do that. And so in the spirit of my father and from just doing, you know, more than two decades of teaching and personal and group coaching, I said, why don't I create a small cohort of people who are really serious about moving from about to, to execution, to manifesting that thing in their heart, in their mind. And as a teacher, I've always had a pedagogy. I've taught everything from kindergarten through adults that, There's really nothing that anyone thinks of that they can't make happen. That's just my personal belief. I don't care what your background is. I don't care what your education is. I believe, and I have lived out and helped other people live out, that if you partner with the right people and get the right plan and execute it, you can manifest whatever it is that you hope and dream for. And so that's what we do in the execution revolution. Um, The stories of those who I've worked with tell the story far better than I. I just pulled out a painting. Oh my gosh, I wish I had to just show it to you. It's a gorgeous piece of work by a gentleman named Eric Westry. I named him the genius artist. And he came to me after math teacher by training. And I, genius artist by night. <laughs> he wanted to do a, a show and he'd never done a show before. And actually one of his um, coaches sent him to me and said, I've taken him as far as I can go. You, you've got it. He has to be in the execution revolution now. And we worked together and it was quite a, a journey, but he got the show done and all these people came out and purchased Eric's work. And I pulled out one of his pieces today because I'm moving into a new office and I'm going to hang it there. You know, there's Eric and there's Leslie Green, who's this brilliant woman in the DC uh, area who is a PR specialist 
and an amazing travel agent. She came through the execution revolution. You'll see Leslie's story, her testimonial, if you go to um, if you go to the website, um, and and she'll tell the story of how she came to uh, write a, a course. And I ended up, she got the course written, but then I said, well, Leslie, why don't we write a book now too? She's like, wait a minute, that's not what I signed up for. And I'm like, but we're so close. You have all the content. So she said, okay, Janine, okay. And she left the, the execution revolution with both a course that taught small business owners how to do their own PR and a book. And she's now a guest lecturer in our cohorts um, every year. And so there's stories like that. Um, and this is the time for that. You can start your business. You can work your passion. A lot of times we just need a little help. Yes. I have often, again, shared uh, with the Girlfriend Gathering is a group of, of women um, who we are on a journey together in 2022. Uh, and in that concept, I would say it's about execution. I yes. think it's an opportunity for anyone to say, if it has been waking you up at night and it's the first thing you've been thinking about as soon as you open your eyes in the morning That's and right. you haven't moved on that thing, Now's the time it's execute. And so powerfully, as you just said, sometimes people need someone to help them get clarity mm -hmm. so that they can create the plan to understand how to move forward. There's one more thing though, that I would love for you to unpack a little bit more for us as well, because in this season and time, we've been talking about young people and how um, emotionally and socially uh, and academically, they have been impacted by the pandemic as well as um, being isolated. And I know that you work mm -hmm. with young people and you, you specifically focus on executive functioning. Yes. We have a couple of moments uh, left to the show, but I feel like there may be parents, there may be educators, who are listening, who could glean your perspective on how to support executive functioning in our young people. Absolutely, yes. And so one of the, the babies born for my husband and I in the pandemic, the Be More Excellent University was born of the pandemic. A CEO friend came to us. My husband founded and ran a school for 13 years. Um, it was a seventh through 12th grade. And like I said, we've both been educators in many, many facets and said, oh my goodness, what has just happened? I have to help my babies as she calls them. And these were middle schoolers and she knew they were home all of a sudden, what could we do? So we created the Be More Excellent University focusing on executive function skills. The executive function is a literal part of your brain if you're not familiar with this. And it controls your ability to, to plan, to prioritize, to, um, to control your emotions. Um, all of these different pieces that the, that the, there are about eight of them that we teach the young people and we teach it to through literature. So they read excerpts from 
literature, multicultural literature that really relates to them. We work with students who are in some of the worst parts, uh, the Samarias, if you will, of Philadelphia. Um, they, they are young people who don't always have a lot, but when they leave us, they understand this part of their brain, they're strengthening their, their executive function skills. And one of the things I'm so excited about talking about planning and prioritizing and creating a future orientation, we help them all create five to nine college and career savings plans and fund them. We teach them how to get an investment group. We help, we help them all get personal mission statements and messages, which they get on a, we call it our funds for the future card. It has their picture and their you gift code. So if I sent you all of these documents, Dr. Jackson, you would be able to say, you know what? This child's mission and message really resonates with me. I'm going to put some money into their uh, college and career savings plan. And the beauty of it is, right, they have sixth, seventh, and eighth graders who we're doing this with most recently. They have this growing until 12th grade, and they're able then to have this, this money, right? To feel not feel like they don't have anything to move to their next step in life, whether it's college, career, trade school, opening their own business. And they will know that they, they started that for themselves when they were sixth, seventh, or eighth grade. So Be More Excellent University is very dear to our hearts. Uh, and it was born of the pandemic. Like you said, it, it was the thing that started to wake us up at night and that we thought about as soon as our feet hit the ground. Thank you so much for asking about it. And uh, the reason why I wanted you to share it is because as I think about how people um, desire to address what young people are going through, they focus so much on behavior, but your message is helping them understand that there is hope. Yes, And that they can tap into hope and they become empowered by recognizing I actually still have power over my life. And regardless of what my situations and circumstances might be telling me, there is still hope and I still have power. And you, everyone knows, I love a good brain conversation. <laughs> so when we can help young people talk about and understand their brains, it's a powerful thing that we've placed in their hands from a very early age. Ah, oh, this has been That's amazing. Right. Listen, we always yes. say, my husband and I, if the person with the most hope has the most influence. Yes. And so when we can give these young people hope, when we can when we can show them that it doesn't matter where you come from, there is a path for you creating a brilliant future that makes a difference. And trust me, it changes their behavior. You change my behavior. Why? People are trying to change behavior. But if I have nothing to live for, why should I change my behavior? But this helps them understand why they need to change their behavior, that we're not afraid of that behavior, that we will love them to life. And we're seeing it happen, thank God, for hundreds of students since the, the height of this pandemic. Ah, uh, this has been an absolutely inspiring 
conversation. I appreciate and I believe the listeners now understand why I needed to share the multiple facets of your bio so you could understand why we were jumping into so many pieces within this conversation. But with the last minute that we have before we need to end, please Mm -hmm. tell people um, about your upcoming project. We've got about one minute how they can sign up, everything. Go to thecontentmillionaire.com, click the button. It will take you to my calendar. Miss Janelle Berry, my assistant, will help you to, to, once you've scheduled that, remember that you've scheduled it, and we'll talk in a totally uh, complimentary strategy session to see if you're a good fit for me to answer any questions that you have, and then we can move from there. I only take 12 individuals. It starts in September officially, but we'll start to meet one-on-one in August. And so it's the contentmillionaire.com. So you can get started in the cash generating experience of the execution revolution. Thank you so much, Dr. Jackson. No, thank you, Janine. This has been amazing. And for those who uh, continue to follow and support our conversation, I encourage you to explore not the hustle, but the opportunity to tap into your gifts and stop waiting. It's now time to execute and move to the flip side of your adversity. Thank you again for being a part of our listening community and we'll be same place, same time next week. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Please join your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson, for another edition of our show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Become our friend.